BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. This is Kristen. And this is Molly. Molly, um, as you know, there is a little roller derby fan club here at HowStuffWorks. Um, we're based in Atlanta. Atlanta has... An awesome roller roller derby league called the Atlanta Roller Girls. And uh, last fall, a group of us went to see some matches, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I gotta say, I was very, I was very impressed. So, I thought maybe, maybe I was cut out to be a roller girl. Ooh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. It's fast paced. You get to pick out a really fun team name for yourself. So, I decided to. uh to test out my roller skating skills because okay. they, they skate on roller skates, not roller blades. So I went to this really fantastic roller skating rink, um, put on my skates, got out there and quickly remembered that I am terrible at roller skating. <laughs> it would probably die if I ever tried to play roller derby. So um sad to say I chickened out. Oh, that's too bad because it seems like it would be a really fun, empowering thing to do. Yeah, I could get out a lot of aggression, you know, maybe knock some people over. Although I remember when I told my mother we were going to the roller derby matches, she had uh, this very 70s uh, stereotype of it that I was going to see the equivalent of a professional wrestling match. I was going to go watch girls have cat fights, pull each other's hair, and she was like, why do you want to watch that? Well, should have told mom, it's exciting. It's exciting, but it's also not like that. That's very much um, sort of a, a stereotype about it. So let's look at what roller derby really is. This very um, almost quintessential female sport and why people might be more distracted by the cat fights, the falling down of it all. I mean, right. is, it, is it sport or spectacle, Kristen? Very good question, Molly. One of the most interesting things that I found out about roller derby was uh it actually started in 1935 as a, an endurance sport during the Great Depression. I know. I was reading this, and it's kind of insane. The goal, it was set up by the sports promoter to be a roller skating endurance race. And the goal was to do 57,000 laps around the rink 
And do you know how much that equaled out to? Tell me. The distance across the continental United States. That was the race. Wow. To do as much skating as it would take to roller skate across the United States. Well, these, these, uh, these endurance races started in 1935, like we said, and then around 1937, the sports writer noticed that the best moments during these 57,000 attempted laps around a rink were when people would fall and, uh, maybe some skaters would collide. And that's when this, uh, this rougher side of roller derby emerged. Yeah. I guess we like to see, I don't know people fail and fall down. That's kind of a sad comment on human nature, but it changed from sort of a endurance event to defense and offense. Who can get around the thing without falling down? Who can you make fall down? Mm-hmm. And it really, it started out as a, as a co-ed sport and now it's uh, pretty much a women's only, only sport. And it, it's kind of kitschy. It's sort of a throwback, like you said, to to these 1970s teams. Um, and it was around the 1970s uh, when the economy started slowing down and fuel costs started rising that the sport just kind of piddled out. Right. But it never completely disappeared. It was um, sort of an underground thing. And then um, leagues started forming in these major cities to... Focus on this women only sport. Mm-hmm. The, the roller derby revival really started in 2001 with the Lone Star League in, uh, in Texas. And now there are roller derby leagues all around the country. There's, there are tons of them. And, uh, they're, they're mostly skater owned from what I understand. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid for doing roller derby. You do it because you love it. You buy all your own equipment. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about like, what exactly the object of roller derby is. I mean, we all know that it's, you know, it's girls dressed in some pretty rad costumes, skating in a circle, knocking each other down. But, uh, but the point of the game is to score points, to win bouts, as right. they're called. So let's go over the rules. And I have to say my first roller derby bout, even though I knew these rules, it didn't really make sense to me at first because it's so fast paced. It's so energetic that you may not even notice how the women are scoring points, but it is based on a point system. Right. Um, each team, uh, has three different positions on, on the rink and they have, um, a single jammer who's the, the person, the skater who can actually score the points. And there are three blockers who try to, to block the jammers while, while the jammers skating around the circle. And then there is a pivot on each team that sort of sets the pace for uh, for how fast they're skating around the rink. So basically, there's five people from each team on the track at one time. And at the go sign, uh, all those blockers and pivots set off. Mm-hmm. And then a few seconds later, the jammers go. Right. And in order for a jammer to score, she has to skate past um, the other team. And that is easier said than done, Molly, because these blockers can move and maneuver around on roller skates like nothing I've ever seen. Right. And blocking is encouraged. Yeah. Oh, it gets, yeah, people get knocked down. There are many trips to the penalty box because it's a very narrow, it's a narrow rink for, for 10 girls to be, to be skating around. Right. And you have to be in balance to score points and you score points once you make that first lap around and then you start lapping other people. That's when you start to score points. Mm -hmm. And, um, each, each bout is broken up into two minute jams. And those are the individual periods when the jammer tries to, to score all the points and then it starts all over again. Mm -hmm. So that in a nutshell. Is roller derby. It won't make sense the first time you see it, I have to say. Because it, like we said, it's very fast. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you thought you could do it, Kristen. I mean, I don't want to put you down, but. Well, Molly, I mean, 
give me a little more credit. <laughs> well, actually, if you'd see me on the skating rink, you probably would not give me any more credit. But for an insider's view at, at roller derby, because it's it's so fast and so high paced, we really wanted to uh, to find out what it's like in the rink, and I obviously failed at that. So we decided to call up Tanya Hyde, who is the founder and president of the Atlanta Roller Girls, to get a little more insight from her on how they go about recruiting girls and the process of becoming a roller girl. So I think our first clip from Tanya is what Kristen would have endured had she pursued her dream of being a roller girl. Right. We show you everything from, you know, weaving to how to effectively cross over. You know, when you're going around the corners, you want to be able to cross your feet over. Um, And we teach the uh, newbies how to fall, different ways that we fall um, so that we avoid injury as much as possible um, and start to get those kind of skills built up in, in you know, we, we really want to build balance and being comfortable on your skates. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, you learn, you know, more in-depth type skills like blocking and, and more agility skills. But, but mainly when you come in as fresh meat, we want you to be able to be comfortable on your skates and, and skate around. We do have some speed requirements. Um, but again, if you just, you know, go skate one, once or twice a week, you know, generally after about a month or two months, you know, skaters will pick it up. So Molly, as I learned from Tanya, becoming a roller girl is a, it's a pretty intensive process, especially for someone like me who can barely skate in a straight line, much less fall and dodge and jump. I don't know how they <laughs> jump with roller skates on. Still amazes me. Um, but she did say that the most important thing to know going into uh, a roller derby training is that you need to know how to skate with your knees bent. Because mm. if you're skating with your knees locked and you get knocked over, it is going to be bad news. Bad news bears. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm wondering, Kristen, if she gave you any tips about maybe like the attitude and persona you should adopt because roller derby is sort of known for having these very flamboyant personalities. They've got very um, provocative names that are often, you know, um, double entendres for certain things. You know, um, I'd like to think that my name would be something like, I don't know, Molotov Cocktail. Oh, that's good. I got it from the roller derby database. Uh, see, you can't use it, though. I can't use it. You learned about how girls get their names, right? Right. Uh, after they go, at least with the Atlanta roller girls, after they go through their training process and are, and are accepted onto the team, that's when they can pick their awesome stage name, such as Molotov Cocktail. But uh, there's sort of a unspoken rule that you can't take someone else's name. And that's why all these roller derby leagues have a website that you can go on where you register your name. And and if you go on there and you would check out Molotov cocktail, and if someone already had it, Molly, you just, you'd have to do the right thing. I know. Pick something else. I know. And it's hard because there are already so many good names taken. Like Mm -hmm. just on the Atlanta team, we've got Susan B. Agony. Pretty good one. Yeah. Hot Legs Hooligan. I mean, these are, it's pretty fun, but it's hard for me to imagine you out there with a, a saucy name. Well, Molly, the thing is, roller derby attracts 
all different kinds of, of women. As, as a house stuff works writer, I think that I could, you know, I could possibly fit the mold because the fact of the matter is there really isn't a mold. Um, Tanya Hyde was telling me that they have anyone from teachers to lawyers and archaeologists, um, someone who does stunt work, all kinds of women who, who join these roller derby teams and come out on the, on the rinks and are just, fierce, competitive women, no matter what their background is. So let's hear more from Tanya about what kind of woman is attracted to roller derby. I was one of these girls, and you find a lot of the same kind of women throughout roller derby that were, you know, that just didn't have a lot of girlfriends. It was really difficult for me to make friends with girls. I didn't have the same sort of, you know, stereotypical interests as girls. After the game, we all go to the after party and we all buy each other drinks and we all dance together and enjoy each other's company. Um, and it's pretty awesome. And also we've built into our league the ability for um, to request people from other teams to play with your home team. Mm-hmm. So just this past weekend, I had the opportunity to go to Florida with the Toxic Shocks. They went down to play Broward County Derby Girls and they needed an extra body, and I wanted to play, so I went down and played with them. And they could ask, they could ask me, they could ask anyone from any of the other three home teams as well. Mm-hmm. So it sort of um, feeds that, you know, that uh, belief that we're all on the one team mm-hmm. together. So that sounds like really empowering, and that's I think where it gets sort of this um, reputation as a really great window for women. Right. Uh, Tanya gave some really great examples of how the confidence that you build on the roller derby rink can translate to life outside of the rink. Um, so let's hear a couple of those right now. We had a woman who was in an abusive relationship and without, and, and through derby, she was able to find the strength in herself with the support of other people to get out of that relationship. I think that's amazing. Um, and I mean, I know for myself, when I started in Derby, I was sort of in a job where, you know, I love the people I work with, but the job just wasn't really fulfilling. And, you know, um, I, I got the confidence that I needed to make the switch, you know, to find a new job. Um, I find myself speaking up in meetings where, before I would have kind of, you know, just sheepishly agreed or, you know, okay, sounds good, you know, and now I'm like, wait a second, let's think this through, you know, or or I have another idea or I find myself just more, more confident in myself. And, um, I think it helps a lot of people in that way. But Kristen, another thing I know about you is that You know, like most people, you don't want to get hurt. No, Molly, I bruise like a peach. Oh, my. I really do. And I just imagine myself out there um, in tryouts, falling and somehow ending up in the ambulance that they keep outside of the the awesome building where they do it in Atlanta um, and just being whisked away with my roller derby career crushed <laughs> before even playing in a single game. So there's some pretty intense injuries here. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got like broken legs, broken arms, just broken m- tailbones, lots of knee injuries from just falling on your knees. That's that's the one that, uh, that that Tanya actually had happened to her after a while. So 
my main question, my main holdback with, with trying out for roller derby was whether or not I would just, just get injured, just get pummeled. So I asked Tina to explain a little bit what a girl's odds are for getting injured if she does go out to roller derby. So let's hear a little bit about that. For the Atlanta roller girls, and I know for most leagues across the country, um, and I assume across the world, safety is like the primary concern. You don't want people to get hurt because then you lose you lose people, you lose your teammates. They go away for a while, and you don't want that to happen. Um, you know, I think there have been different kinds of injuries. It seems like there was, in the beginning, there was this sort of wave of shoulder injuries that we had, and now it's kind of moved to knee injuries. That's what I had. Um, sometimes they're brutal injuries and require surgery. Um, a lot of times they're just injuries that need rest. All right, so that's a, a little reassuring that, you know, Maybe you can survive a little longer than normal without an injury. Yeah, Tanya went four years without one. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if either you or I would have that much luck. Um, so what we've, let's review what we've had so far. We've mm-hmm. had the flamboyant nature of it, the athletic nature of it. It's very tough. Um, it's fast paced. It's all women. So are people going for the spectacle or the sport, Kristen? Well, According to Tanya, and I, and I would tend to agree just from seeing the range of fans that were at the roller derby bouts, I would say that it's both. Yeah, let's hear her say that very same thing. All right. I think it is the mix of spectacle and sport. I think, um, you know, if you just have a sport, you're just going to get sports fans. Um, if you just have, you know, entertainment, then you're just going to get people looking for entertainment. And we've got a whole shebang. We answered our question, Kristen. Is roller derby sport or spectacle? It is both. Hooray! And I think that's pretty awesome about roller derby because it's got to be a lot of fun to go out there, get dressed up. You can take on these whole different entertaining personas that you might not have off the rink. And then at the same time, perform this incredible athletic feat of skating around and around and dodging very strong, athletic women. Yeah, you guys should see the look in Kristen's eyes. I think she's getting that gleam that might lead her to be a roller girl again. Tanya Hyde was really convincing. When I was interviewing her, she she she, she kind of convinced me that I should go out for it. So I don't know, Molly. I might be busy skating this summer. Mm, I'll look forward to that. Maybe I'll do it. Start skating to work. <laughs> I should. Well... If you want to learn more about roller derby, you can check out an article on HowStuffWorks.com called How Roller Derby Works by Tracy V. Wilson. And we want to thank Tanya Hyde of the Atlanta Roller Girls for taking the time out to talk to us about roller derby. Yeah, if you guys are anywhere in the Atlanta area, be sure to come see the roller girls. The season is on, so check it out. And... If you want to send me or Molly a comment or a question, feel free to send us an email at momstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.